Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Well, hello there. This is Amy. Welcome back to Mom on the Fringe. Last podcast episode, we were talking about all the things with regards to starting your own business or scaling a business that you already have and you're in the middle of and just barely surviving in. Last week, I broke down all the things about how you go about starting your own business. We talked briefly about just the steps you can take personally right now, today, to begin to get a hold of some ideas about your own business and what that could look like. First of all, what it's about, what are you going to do in your new business? And then I gave you some ideas for those of you who are still kind of struggling and trying to grapple with the perfect business, the ideal business for you personally. I gave a list of the top 50 businesses of 2019 that you can do from your own home. That's right. We are in an era, you guys, right now where it is so much more doable to work for yourself from home than it has ever been before. And I believe, I actually don't know exactly what the estimate is. I need to check that out and get back with you on it. But I believe that going forward, we are already starting to see higher and higher percentages of people working on their own businesses from home than people working out in nine to five jobs for corporations. And I believe as we move into the future, there's going to be a huge market continuing for people to work from home. I believe it. I see it happening. I see people all around me being very, very successful in their own businesses that they started from their own home. And so today I wanted to just talk about this because I feel like if you knew what I know about online marketing and small businesses, there would be no more hesitation from you about getting something started for yourself. I don't say that in a way, or hopefully you don't hear this in a spirit of, oh gosh, I know so much. And those of you out there who are listening know so little. I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that, first of all, from 
all of the books I read and podcast episodes I listen to and all of the experience I have with my own business as a voice teacher and having a private studio and getting out there with my own MLM, which I'll talk to you briefly about today, I have just seen this incredible surge of people who are doing amazing things from their own home and their own computer. So it is it is doable you guys and if you have this you know limited mindset that you can't do it I'm here to say you can. You can and you should. Okay? I am so blessed because I have been just I feel like I have had just this guide going through my life, just showing me the next step, the next step, the next step. And I don't really know who to attribute that to, although most of you who are listening would agree that it's probably God. But if you aren't a believer in God, you can just as easily think there is something else that has been guiding me. But the The point that I'm trying to make is with this is I have been searching and through my search, answers have been appearing. Has that ever happened with you? Do you ever feel like you, you sort of put this thing, this idea, this possibility out into the universe and you start to feel like you are literally taken by the hand and shown what to do? And today, I want to be that guide that takes you by the hand and shows you what to do in the next step of your business. Last episode, I just kind of did an overview of possibilities of things you could do and how you should go about formulating that for yourself and starting to take the next steps. Today, I want to just share with you some ideas that I have sort of been able to observe from the sidelines as well as within my own business and give you hopefully some encouragement inspiration perhaps, maybe some motivation to go out on your own and do something for yourself. Whether it's a side hustle and you've already got a full-time job and you're just wanting to bring in a little more income, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom who needs to earn something but doesn't, cannot justify maybe getting uh, child care for, and and going out on your own and doing a business, um, for someone else, working for someone else, I should say, or you are in your business and you just don't quite know what it is. You feel like you're treading water and you're not getting anywhere. I want to just chat with you today and have a conversation and open up a conversation about this. Now, this morning, it's funny, I recorded from my car and I'm going to play you a little clip of that right now so that you can hear what I had to say from my car. It's a rough podcast episode today, you guys. This is not as polished as I would like to come off, but I really do feel like this is information I want to get out to you today. And I'm going to tell you why I'm okay allowing something that's a a little bit 
unpolished to go out into the atmosphere and be heard. I'm going to justify that for you after you listen to this clip. Well, hello there. This episode is coming to you bright and early at 6 a.m. in my car. That is right. And normally I would be coming back from the gym at 6 a.m., but this morning it's my son's birthday and we have a little tradition in our family. We have a place in Austin, well actually in Round Rock, called Round Rock Donuts. And they do a Texas-sized donut. And it has become a tradition that on your birthday, mommy gets up at the butt crack of dawn. They actually open at 4.30 a.m. Can you even believe it? And I pick up a Texas-sized donut for whoever the birthday person is. Now, if the birthday person is me, that's obviously going to be my husband. But for everyone else in the family, I'm the one who goes and picks up the Texas-sized donut for everyone's birthday. So I'm heading out to do that today. Not working out yet. I'm going as soon as the kids go to school. And um, that schedule is changing a little bit today. That is actually one of the things I wanted to talk about today because we are continuing our little mini-series on small business and I really feel like that's one of the biggest things we need to think about in small business and that is being flexible, being able to change your course according to the needs of that day, that week, that month. And obviously we don't want to do that too much because we set goals and we start working on them and we really want to get those habits in place like we talked about, forming habits. But we really also want to be flexible people who can adjust when necessary. Like I did this morning. A year ago, it would not have been possible for me to adjust my schedule and get out of my normal everyday 5 a.m. workout um, or 6 a.m. I, I sometimes do 6 a.m. as well. But it would not have been possible for me to do get out of that and still say to myself, okay, but I'm still going today. Even though I didn't go at the set time that I always go to work out, I'm still going to make it at some point today to my fitness class. I wouldn't have been able to do that. But the reason I've been able to learn to do that is because I have learned flexibility. I've learned the ability to just say, oh, you know what? Something else came up or I also was up too late um, getting birthday presents wrapped and doing a few other things. So I knew this morning it was not going to be easy for me to get up out of bed and get to the gym at 5 a.m. and still be able to go and pick up my son's Texas-sized birthday donut. That is one of the biggest issues that I see in businesses. We're not able to be flexible and bendable when it comes to changing our plans when necessary. Another thing I wanted to talk about today is if you knew 
what I knew. And that's actually going to be the title of this podcast episode. If you knew what I knew, what do I mean by that? I'm not trying to be cryptic, guys. I'm not trying to say something that makes you go, I don't know what she's talking about. But I feel like if you knew what I knew, you would be starting your own business today. You wouldn't be waiting till the perfect moment. You wouldn't be waiting until the spirit led you and you got exactly the right directions from above about what to do next. You would just start. And why am I saying if you knew what I knew? Why? Why am I using that statement? Because I have been for 20 years listening to books, reading books. I have been listening to all kinds of information. And over the last three and a half years, I have made it my job to learn the ins and outs of online, not just marketing, but online marketing so that I can know what I'm talking about. And I've put those practice, I've put those techniques into practice. So what do I mean if you knew what I knew? If you had the information in your hands that I have in mine, there would be no question in your mind that an online brand or a local brand with huge online presence is the way to go for you in your business. You would have no doubt. I'm actually quite stunned when I talk to people and they don't yet have a website. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, isn't Facebook enough? Like, do I really need a website? And my, my answer to that question, I still need coffee, guys. I'm really, really tired. Um, just FYI, it's been a long week and it's Monday. It's been a long weekend. I'm recording this on Monday. But um, side note, <laughs> um, I... I said to her, oh my gosh, yes, yes, you need a, a website. You cannot rely on Facebook. And here's why. We have seen too often things, platforms, online businesses that we thought were just never going to go away. We've seen them go away. Or we've seen, even with Facebook, They've changed their algorithms. They have taken away things that we used to have at our disposal uh, that would put us in front of lots and lots of people. Facebook has changed that and we have no control over it. When we have our website, however, we have control over that. Okay, your website has way more control than Facebook. And the other part of it is you own it. You own your website. You don't own Facebook. So don't rely on Facebook for your online business. It is a platform 
for sure. And you can talk about your online business and post about your online business on Facebook, but it is not the end all of your business. If you're using it and that's the only thing you're doing, you're missing out on so many other opportunities. Have you ever believed in something so much that you just couldn't help yourself but talk about it all the time? Maybe you feel that way about your faith. I know I do because it's not for me just a freedom to talk about what I believe, but I believe in it so much and the power of Christ and what he's done for me that I, it's not a freedom anymore. It's not a right anymore. It's not me voicing how I feel. It's something I truly in my heart of hearts am convicted by. And I believe so much that I can't help but share it with others. It's not evangelism for me. It is sharing what is true. That's how I feel about online marketing, guys. I am so convinced. I believe so much in the power of understanding online marketing for small businesses and all businesses. Let's, let's even get out of small doesn't matter what size your business is, you need to understand online marketing. Because here's the deal. It's not going away. If anything, our future holds more and more and more online presence than ever before. And it ever will. I mean, it, it is so important And if you ignore it and you say, oh my gosh, it doesn't exist. I I don't understand it. I'm not going to worry my pretty little head over all of this stuff because it's just too overwhelming. Well, here's the deal. I get it. I hear what you're saying, but you're going to lose out. You're going to lose out. There is no other way around it. You're going to lose customers because guess what? Even if you're not online, your customers are. Even if you don't understand the ins and outs of Instagram and Facebook and how to get more tracks on your website, even if you don't understand the power of online community, your customers do. They're in it every day. And they are experiencing with other businesses, that's also something to really be aware of. They are experiencing this level of interaction with other businesses. And if they can't touch your business in the same way they touch all the other businesses in their lives, that they patronize, and they support. If your business is one of the businesses that they can't reach out to and get support, get 
um, some kind of encouragement to buy online, they're going to skip over you to someone else who is more socially aware. (laughs) And that's the hard facts. That's the truth. You might have the best business idea ever. If you aren't online and you aren't utilizing some of the things we're going to talk about here today, you are missing out and your potential customers are missing out on knowing that you even exist. The people I talk to the most who are resistant to social media are usually the same people who are around my age or older. They grew up, we grew up in a time when you advertised locally. If you had a local business, you advertised locally. You put an ad in the paper. That was a long time ago, right? Put an ad in the paper. Or if you're really savvy, I was able to get information from all my books that I read and all the research I did on getting people in my, getting people to sign up or call me in my business by doing other things, more creative things than just running ads. One of the things that I did was I got some media exposure. I called the, you know, editor in the newspaper who, um, likes to feature new up-and-coming businesses, and I asked to be a story. Those were the old-fashioned ways of getting eyes on your business. Another thing that I did was I would host free events. Um, I was a voice teacher for 18 years, and I would get people to come to like the library, and we would talk about singing. And from that, a whole bunch of people would would sign up for voice lessons. Or I would do auditions where people would come and they would audition to be in my studio. There were all kinds of tactics and methods I would use that are actually, by the way, still effective methods. Um, There's a really great book out there called Guerrilla Marketing. And in that book, he talks about all of these methods for getting people through your door. But here's the deal. It can't stop there. It cannot be the end all with our businesses because we have the opportunity now to do things online that we didn't have the opportunity to do even 10 years ago. So I want to address that because guys, If you're not embracing it, you can hate every minute of Facebook. You can hate it. You can not love it. Listen, I didn't love the classifieds. I didn't love and read and subscribe to the newspapers that I would advertise locally in. Who cares? Who cares if I read them? I knew other people were. I knew other people were reading them. So it doesn't matter if I read them. Other people were. And so I had to go where other people were reading locally. Now, that is Facebook. And if those of you who um, are listening to this aren't a Generation Xer, 
<laughs> who uh, doesn't understand, if you don't understand what classifieds are, <laughs> um, we'll have a little lesson on that because you're way too young. Anyway, first of all, <laughs> classifieds are ads in the paper. Basically, your local paper. Our local paper is Austin Statesman. And I can still, to this day, call up the classified people, or email them probably now, but you used to call them up, and you used to place your ad with the person taking ads, and you'd pay for a chunk of space in the paper. And that is how you advertised. Another way you would advertise is you could actually pay someone to put your ad that you came up with, a graphic file, on one of the pages of the paper. So that's, you could pay for that space, for that slot. And usually it would be really expensive. Like I remember paying like $300 once for an ad and that's nothing. Um, I remember it, you know, and that was just maybe for one or two editions of the paper. So it's costly to do ads in a paper or in a magazine or in a catalog. Um, not a catalog. What am I saying? <laughs> More coffee. So like I said, pretty raw today. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to justify this. I, I preach this all the time. I talk about this on the podcast and I'm talking about it today. And that is, there are times when you are able to put out a top-notch, polished, prepared, whatever, blog post, podcast episode, YouTube video, whatever, and you, and it's just something you're super duper proud of, and you've spent a lot of time on it, and editing and making sure it's just the best possible thing you can get out with content and you can, you have the time and the wherewithal and the thought process to be able to do it and get it out there. But the problem is guys, life happens. And over the course of my life, I have gotten caught up in life happening and getting completely off track with whatever it was I was trying to do, whether it was grow my business or have a, a blog or have something that was rolling, getting the ball rolling, and something comes along, sideswipes me, takes over my life like kids do and family crises do, and it stopped me dead in my tracks. And instead of just putting something out just to keep it going and keep that habit alive, I let life stop me. And I'll tell you right now what's going on with me and why I need to just get this podcast out to you. First of all, I think if you can have a little patience through the podcast and listen to it, despite the car noise in the background and the silly, unedited things that I said without coffee, 
Um, you can get a glimpse of a little information that I'm trying to get across to you, but it's important for me to get this out to you today, no matter what. And here's why I'm doing this. I made a commitment to this podcast and to you, my listener. Now, I am a perfectionist at heart. I want to put out the very best or nothing at all. And I'm going to tell you a little story about that in just a second. But I want to encourage you through today's podcast episode of hearing me in my car, pre-coffee hours, guys, pre-coffee hours, trying to just chat with you about this topic of small business and realizing that, oh my gosh, this is so less than perfect. There's so many mistakes I made in that car ride that I wish I could edit out if I had the time, but here's the deal. There has been one thing after another over the last two weeks. First of all, we found out we are going overseas for the next five weeks to visit my husband's side of the family, and I'm really excited about it, but it has been nonstop ever since we booked those flights, and we've been trying to organize the trip and trying to figure out little details, one being that our three children did not have updated passports. So we had to get them passports expedited and we're just having to figure out so many things. And of course, packing for for three kids plus myself, I'm going early. My husband is staying behind and just the everyday logistics plus my son's eighth birthday is today while I'm recording this podcast. And it's May, so it's the last couple weeks of school, and there's just so much going on. So my old self, friends, I hope you're still with me, stay with me, my old self would have said, just don't do it. Just don't put out a podcast episode. It's too much work. You've got too much on your plate. It's not going to be good. Just wait until you have something good and then put it out, but don't put out anything while you are in this state of mind because it's just not going to be good, right? My old self would have said that. And I want to tell you a story about this. I am a trained classical singer and I won a Rotary Scholarship when I was in my 20s to go study abroad in Europe for a year. And part of my journey was going and studying for several weeks at the Mozarteum Summer Academy in Salzburg, Austria. And I was so excited because I was able to study with this master teacher, Patricia Wise, and be in her master class with several other young singers and learn the ins and outs of singing professionally. This program cost me quite a bit of money and it was a time investment and a money investment and of course energy as, as well. And I went to this program. I, I, I can't even remember how long it lasted, but I think it was close to a month. It might've been a little bit less, but I know we were there for quite a while. We would work every single day 
on our concert arias that we wanted to sing for our end concert that we would be doing for each other in this beautiful hall in Salzburg, Austria. And we would coach with amazing coaches from all over the world. And we were able to get up in front of each other every day and work on things while she helped us with the issues that we were having. It was such a great learning experience because it broke down so many walls and it helped us to really refine our singing. But I was so insecure, you guys. I was so insecure. I had so many vocal issues. Um, You know, truth be told, I had so much to learn still with singing. And I was singing all the wrong repertoire, uh, which is the music that I had been selected, that I had selected to sing for this concert. It was all wrong for me. I wasn't um, at that level yet. It wasn't right for my age. I mean, there were so many issues. And here I was struggling as a young singer with knowing full well, okay? This is the other part I want to address, but I'll get to that. Knowing full well where I was, I was aware. I wasn't naive. I was aware of where I stood in comparison to the other singers that were with me in this masterclass. All right. I knew exactly where I fit in and I wasn't the worst. There were a couple that needed a lot more work than me, but I definitely wasn't the best either. And I had a long way to go and I knew it. And I was so incredibly, I talked about this before being paralyzed by fear, crippling crippling fear that I wasn't going to be the best. I was so paralyzed by that, that it, that I had too much to learn that our concert came and the night approached. I had this beautiful evening gown that I had purchased just for this event. And everyone was excited We, of course, this hall was the most gorgeous Baroque concert hall you can imagine. Marble pillars and all of this beautiful Baroque gold ornamentation in the, in the walls and the, in the decor around. I mean, it was just gorgeous, beautiful windows. And all of us were dressed to the nines, ready to sing a concert for an open public audience and each other and all the coaches who had worked with us. And do you know what happened? I walked in to the dress rehearsal. Our names were already on the program. We already knew what we were going to be singing. It was done. And for all practical purposes, there was no backing out. I mean, there was no chicken exit because it was already printed. The guests were arriving. I went to my teacher and I said, I can't do this. And she said, what? You have to do this. We've been working so hard, Amy. You've come so far. You've got to do this. And I said, no. No, I can't. 
and I started crying and I think she felt really bad for me because she knew, she knew that kind of fear that I was experiencing. And she said, well, this is your choice. I'm not going to be happy with it, but if you don't feel like you can sing tonight, it is your call to make. So I sat on the sidelines and I watched and listened as the other people in my studio that I had been in this masterclass with for the last few weeks got up despite their fear and they sang. And some of them didn't sing that well, but they sang anyway. Some of them did exceptionally well, but they sang anyway. My point is, sometimes we're not ready. Sometimes we have something in our minds that we want to do and we know exactly where we are in comparison to other people. And instead of putting ourselves out there in our imperfect state, we hold back because it's not ready yet. This isn't the direction, by the way, that I thought this episode would go in. I was going to talk about all the things that I knew about small business. And the title was, If You Knew What I Knew About Online Marketing and Small Business. But I think the title still remains a good one for this podcast episode because if you knew what I knew, that I sat out on a concert because I was too afraid to be imperfect. I was in the middle of Austria, right where Mozart was born and lived. I was in the heart of classical music. This was everything I had worked for. And I sat there on the sidelines and listened as other people who also weren't perfect got up and did something anyway. They got up and they performed. I want to encourage you today because there are people out there with big ideas Maybe their, their idea isn't even as good as yours, but they're doing it anyway, and they're successful at it. Aren't you tired of sitting on the sidelines? If you have a business idea or you have something that you really, it just pulls at your heart, it tugs at your heart, and you know you should do it, but you're just not there yet. You're not perfect at it yet. And you feel so insecure putting yourself out there amongst people who are so good at it already. I want to talk to you today because you've got to do it anyway. You've got to be okay with not being perfect, friend. Listen to me. The pain of sitting on the sidelines and not doing something because you don't quite know 
all of the steps yet. You don't quite know all the technology. You're not familiar enough with Instagram stories, or you probably need a few more classes to really perfect that technique, whatever it is you want to do, or you probably need to take an online course and learn live Facebook video so you aren't starting. And guess what? A year from now, you won't be either because a year from now, there will be still things for you to learn. I am encouraging you today, start it, do it, do it anyway. Don't go through the pain of sitting on the sidelines and watching other people do what you were called to do. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you thought of this podcast episode. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.